0: what's up what's up what's up everybody how are we doing uh, today on this what is this 19th episode yes 19th episode hope you're all doing swell it has been what last week what did we talk about last week a bunch of depressing stuff that's what so today i'll try to keep it a little lighter try to keep it a little lighter keep things going a little bit smoother happier happier tones happier vibes as the kids say these days or something like that i don't know what they say actually no idea they they they, i don't even know i don't even know positive vibes only that's what i'm trying to say that's what i'm trying to say or at least try to keep it that way for this episode and if you're new here this is a podcast where i talk about me and technology that i find interesting and twitch related stuff and entertainment It's it's a it's a it's a mixing pot of shit basically. No one knows what this thing is. I don't even know what it is. I just like hearing my voice. So that's why this thing exists. Kind of like how most of us exist. You know, parents liked each other. So, you know, now you exist. And that's that. And that's the story of you. Uh, so, wow. Technology. We'll start off with that subject. <laughs> it has, uh, holy shit, AMD. Holy shit. The fanboys. The fanboys are livid because... Their shit don't work like they thought it would work. Like AMD, they didn't say much or promised much at all in terms of compatibility with the uh, motherboards and future generations of their Ryzen CPUs. And it turns out that after some B... The B450 series, I believe, it will no longer support or be able to accept the uh, the newer chips and oh my god, oh my god, did the fanboys be all hissy pissy about it, they are livid, they are livid, I just go on reddit and people are on there just demanding that AMD do this and how AMD betrayed them and fuck AMD and all this shit, AMD don't owe you shit boy, they don't owe you shit, they don't care about you, you're nothing, you are insignificant, you know what they do care about? They care about the big, uh, like HP, Dell, Lenovo. They care about those guys because those guys mass produce computers. They don't, they don't care about the enthusiast. They don't. They don't. Most people, most businesses are not going to do that. They don't care. They don't. We are nothing to them. And people don't know that. People do not know that. We are a small fragment of what makes up uh, Intel and AMD's profits. Very small. I mean, AMD is all about them data centers right now with their Epic uh, server chips. They're all about the servers. They're all about the data centers. That's their moneymaker. That's what they want to go after. They don't, you know, a little motherboard issue, a little bad PR. Who cares? They don't care. I don't know why so many people actually like, okay, maybe I do know why. I like new and shiny stuff as much as the next tech guy. I get it. I understand it. But at the same time. You don't need it. I don't need it. No one needs it right now. I mean, if you just built a computer a year ago thinking that you needed to upgrade and two, why, why, why? What, do you, what, what performance gains are you going to actually get? Not a whole lot. Let's be honest. It's never as significant as you might think it is. You always hear these early rumors, you know, 50% performance gains and shit like this, and it's never the case it never really is that case Uh, it's getting to the point where these upgrades have become i don't know more more tedious and annoying because of the amount of this the amount the payoff of it basically yeah yeah you spend all this money to upgrade your stuff you gotta spend a lot of time building the computer because let's face it building a computer is pretty easy it's uh it's it's putting all the programs back on it it's uh Updating it, it's all this it's the fine-tuning of it. That's the long. Uh, that's the long part, but it's the, uh, the Building part is the easiest part, but it does take some time and you, you do that every couple of years Why 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 for a little bit of gain? And you don't need it. You don't need it. I don't need it I I want the new chip but at the same time. I'm rocking a 3900x. I don't I don't need it. Not now and not even that but DDR5 memory it's coming up it's coming out here in like a year or two at most and then you'll be upgrading again just wait a goddamn minute you don't you don't need the next you don't need the next Ryzen you don't you, you just simply do not need it right now there's no point what are you going to upgrade from a you know upgrade 6 core to what 8 core 12 core maybe 12 core but even then just buy a 3900x it'll be cheaper than maybe or buy the 3950X. That's what I would probably upgrade to. But even still, when DDR5 RAM comes out and when AMD comes out with a chip to support it, you think I'm going to buy the first generation? Fuck that. I'm going to wait to the last generation. Why? Because that's going to be the best generation. <laughs> it always is. Look at the Ryzen. You had the... the uh, 1,000 series, 2,000 series, and 3,000 series. You think the 2,000 series is better than 3,000 series? Not by much, but it's better. And I believe that's what people are pissed by, is that they uh, they don't get to have the best and without having to upgrade their, their motherboard that's no longer compatible. Even though even though AMD never, never specific, specifically said that these boards would be supported. Now, again, credit to the consumer here, amd did dick around with the motherboard issue and not come out with motherboards at the same time as the chips and all of a sudden people are sitting on their hands not wanting to spend you know an absurd amount on a motherboard but wasn't sure if these boards that they were going to get the 400 series would even support the future uh, ryzen chips amd gave no specific words some motherboard manufacturers did say that future chips would be supported on these boards But it turns out, fake news, fake news, they're not supported and people are livid. And like almost to an absurd amount, almost to an absurd amount. I don't agree with AMD on it. I don't. But at the same time, the absurd amount of hate they are getting, it it seems a bit much. Now, I'm not saying that, oh, well, they change, move on. But no, 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 They, they deserve to be called out in their shitty antics but it's almost too much, like way, way too much hate. And it was bound to happen. It was bound to happen. People, we uh, we have a tendency here. We have a tendency to love a brand, love a company. We, we, we look at AMD. We saw them taking on Intel, dethroning Intel, nonetheless, taking over the market in a wave of, Oh, it was awesome. It was it was the reckoning, it was whatever, it was it was a biblical event. It was awesome. And we were like, hey, AMD's a lot like us. They're the underdog, I'm the underdog. We're one in the same. No. AMD probably a billion dollar corporation. Actually, I don't know. I'm going to say a billion dollars cuz they're in data centers, they're everywhere. They're very popular in the tech world. So, I'm assuming they're a billion dollar company, but they don't like they're not one of us. They're not a people. They're not a person. It's a fucking mass company that is out to make a profit. And people are just livid that they would do that. They would go behind their back to make a profit. Yeah. What do you, ex- what do you expect? We made them feel like we were friends. <laughs> That's what we did. That was the mistake the consumer made. Was saying that AMD is not like Intel. AMD is like us. Just the regular average Joe. Who wants to make really cool computers for personal usage, and that's it—sick gaming rigs, whatever. And there are obviously some people who did go AMD simply because sixteen cores in a enthusiast build computer is amazing for uh, work productivity. Broke work, work productivity, and uh, went with them, and rightfully so. It was a outstanding deal over Intel, outstanding deal. But uh, unfortunately, you know. Some of us got a little too close, a little too chummy with AMD, thinking they would uh be on our side forever. And no, being the underdog all the time is not AMD's pro probably not in their best business plan. Uh, because they they as much as people hate on Intel, Intel's still the leader here, like profit-wise, they are still out there making bank, big bank because they're in the data centers. They're also in a lot of computers, not necessarily enthusiast built computers, but in a lot of computers. Go to Walmart. You think are going to see a lot of AMD-based laptops there? No, you're going to see Intel, and that's the point I'm trying to make. AMD wants to be that. AMD doesn't give a shit. If AMD is on the top and they can keep swatting at Intel from getting back to the top, they'll keep doing shitty things. Intel was going to take a long time long time to catch up to what AMD has done. It's going to take them years. And so, essentially, we're still down to just the one company here now. There's not really a competing company. AMD, not AMD, Intel, can't just you know come back next year with an answer to everything that AMD has done. They can't. They can't. And you know what? Maybe they don't need to. Maybe they don't need to. Maybe they are so big that... Yeah, we'll let AMD have a big portion of the market now, but we still hold everything else. And that is, I would assume, what's going to happen here. AMD is going to keep trying to swat down Intel, but Intel is too big at this point to even try to dethrone and take the position of. And, you know, it kind of sucks for us because while AMD continues to grow, more of these these things are going to happen. Like, uh, you, you think... How many generations you got on that board? One or two, maybe, backwards now. And that's going to be the end of it. It's not. It's really, 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 really not. Uh, you best guarantee that it'll get worse. It'll get a lot worse. It'll be AMD will be the next Intel, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Uh, obviously, they're trying to break into the graphics card market, but it's not. That's, let's be honest here, boys. It's not working out too well. Not working out too well at all. Like, look at, like, who, like, it is. think about it. I don't know. I have a couple of computing, not computing, computer building friends, and uh, they all rock Intel. Do you think they give a fuck about AMD's graphics? Not Intel. Uh, NVIDIA graphics. AMD graphics, I mean, they're fine. They're good. They're not, like, hogwash terrible, but at the same time, for just a little bit more, you get, obviously, a little bit more power, and it's you also get NVIDIA brand. That's, I mean, there's something with NVIDIA right now. AMD hasn't done what AMD did to Intel yet. If AMD can come out with a graphics card that just tromps over NVIDIA, obviously I'll go with AMD, obviously. But right now, NVIDIA is just the superior one for some reason. Like, they make good graphics cards on paper. And what I've seen from uh, benchmarks, AMD has made properly good graphics cards, but for some reason, Nvidia keep, just keeps going. I believe, I, I'm not saying it is because of this, but pretty sure it's because of the uh, RTX. Even though, right now, it's still kind of like, well, that was like not a thing at all. The, what was it? What, the lighting was whatever effect. Uh, it, it looked fine, but the performance hit you took was grand. Way too much for what it was. But even so, uh AMD had nothing up its sleeve, no gimmick, nothing to sell their graphics cards on. It was still another graphics card to buy to just use. And that's all it uh that's all it ever has kind of been since RTX. There hasn't been like, "Oh, here's a RTX equivalent card for much cheaper." Oh, okay. That's that's great. Nothing like that. Nothing like that at all. Even though AMD has sort of kind of have an answer for uh Nvidia's RTX, RTX-ness, uh, it didn't, uh, it didn't work out too well. I saw the demo. It didn't look that great. Nah, I, no, no, thank you. And to be fair, I don't use the fucking RTX. I don't use that light shit. I don't care. Even though, even though it looks great, it looks beautiful. The performance hit, man. The performance hit is too much for my heart. <laughs> it is way too much. Like, look at fucking Minecraft. Minecraft with RTX. It looks great. But oh my god, oh my god, you need a really, what was, I wouldn't say like, you need above average computer to run 60 frames a second, I think it was at 2K, you need you need some you need some beef there, basically you need like a 2070 super or more to get everything out of it, and then not even that, but you need a, obviously you need a proper processor, because if you get a uh, two week of a processor, you bottleneck it, and it just won't be good anyways, so yeah, it is, uh, what was I going on about? Oh yeah, Nvidia. Uh, just it has the thing that AMD doesn't have yet. Not yet. Eventually, maybe it will be. But at the same time, I don't think AMD really cares that much about. I mean, okay. It okay okay. Nvidia makes more than just regular desktop gaming graphics cards that we all love and enjoy right now they do so much more they're they're in artificial intelligence right now they are bombing it in artificial they are doing a smack job i mean we do see some of that in the gaming community with the was that d or something like that whatever it's called there is that and that is obviously artificial intelligence and i uh, from the results of it it does look like it's working as intended, sort of, it does take time because I guess, you know, the little bots kind to learn stuff, but it's working. It's getting there. And that's what NVIDIA is really working on. Even Not even that, but like NVIDIA is working on uh, artificial intelligence ger- gen- generated faces, AI faces that don't, people that just do not exist now existing in photorealistic ways. Built out of AI bots like that's that's AMD. That's not AMD's. That's Nvidia's new bread and butter. That's what they're going after because artificial intelligence uh bots in graphic settings are going to just take over everything. This is going to take over everything and they are pumping a lot of money into it. Obviously, they're really going at it. And not even that, but like, again, as much as we like our gaming graphics cards or desktop graphics cards, they also do a lot more in terms of enterprise uh, cards. A lot more. I'm not sure. AMD, yeah, they have the Radon. I know it's on a lot of Macs, but uh my work computer, no. We we have AMD in ours. Not AMD. We have NVIDIA. Wow. All these names, man. All these names is getting me all confused and shit, and I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but <laughs> we are rocking NVIDIA. It's a, it's a Quadro. It's like a P, something so small, very, very small, and it's the smallest amount you can get. But we're rocking it. It has more uh, VRAM in it than my my personal gaming graphics card. It's got more VRAM, so it's a little bit better in terms of uh, graphics. Uh, not, not necessarily the graphics setting in games, but generating graphics and dealing with that sort of workload. It's a little bit better than mine, but you know I have more more core processing power because it's a 2080. But you know there's trade-offs here, there's trade-offs there. It doesn't matter. But what my point is is that. AMD is not in the graphic sense in enterprise levels yet. Maybe they don't really care. Maybe they just do it just to have a small share of the market, just to make a little extra money because they can do it. And it's okay. That's okay. There are a lot of people still rock AMD graphics cards. And there's nothing, you know, there's nothing wrong with them at all. Nothing wrong with them. I know they had some, I believe they had some major driver issues not too long ago. Something weird, something fucky was going on there. I don't know if it was completely the card or if it was like a combination of a lot of things, but something rendered that card kind of useless and not working properly. So obviously people are pissed about that one. But still, uh AMD, they they make good graphics cards. They make 'em they make them well. People like them. People use them. But I just don't they just don't have what I would say uh something I would <laughs> don't have that thing that makes you want to really buy it you know a lot of people like I'll, no one ever says oh buy amd graphics card because of this this and this and this it's mainly because buy an amd graphics card because budget and that's kind of it that's all i really hear i hear it in terms of performance it, it kind of holds par with the equivalent to whatever nvidia graphics card they're comparing it to but at the same time they still fall a little bit behind and nvidia just just stomps all over them in every game Really, and almost every game I really see him that I would play stomps him down in. Not every game. I can't remember what game it was, but there was one game where AMD did do better than NVIDIA and the equivalent graphic card, and it's just like, oh, huh? good for good for AMD here. Finally, when he went over in a, in a game, and it was a game that, I, again, I don't remember it very, I don't remember the game, so obviously it wasn't a game worth uh, playing or remembering about, but AMD shitting on its consumers (laughs) for some reason I again I didn't find it upsetting because I didn't have the board I'm not looking I'm not looking to upgrade for four years probably until the until DDR5 comes out And, and even then I probably won't upgrade until it's on the last generation of that chip because you know like when the new chip comes okay so when the new generation comes out for DDR5 it's going to, you know, it's going to be rocky. That first iteration of the chip, the second chip, probably a little bit better. The third chip we get her, And then the fourth chip will be here, and it'll be, it'll be balls to the wall. It'll be amazing. And I feel like the, the last generation of the chip lasts longer than the first generation in terms of, you know, I, I hate to say fu- future-proofing, but future-proofing it. Because, I mean, like, the, okay, let's look at the Ryzen series right now. The 1000 series that came out, Way behind the 3000 series, but the 3000 series is going to be more in par, in line with the DDR5 first generation series. It's going to be more in line with that. It's going to be in terms of performance. I don't see it being, you know, significantly. I don't. I don't, I don't see the gains being that much. Now there will be gains, obviously, as technology is supposed to work. There, there, there is going to be gains, but how much? How what and what numerical value will those gains be? Is it gonna be 75%, 50%, 15%, 20%? And then you have to be asking yourself, is rebuilding my entire system, basically rebuilding it for, for memory, motherboard, and CPU, maybe even cooler, depending if they change the design of the chip or not. Uh is that worth it? Is that worth it for 15% more gain in something? That it probably won't be gaming, honestly. Because gaming is such a, such a small, 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 small market. It really is. Like, uh, It's big, but in terms of everything else that encompasses it, uh, gaming is a very small market. And uh, AMD, they, they, they're smart enough to know that's not what they want to go after. They want to go after the film studios. They want to go after the data centers. They're like, hey, look at this chip. Look at what we've done. Buy from us. That is what they're going to do. Obviously, we get the trickle-down effect. We get the baby stuff. We get the you know decent stuff, but still, they they we we are not their main priority. I don't know why people were. I know why they were upset, but I don't know why they were so upset to the to the degree of anger. To the saying "fuck AMD," like they don't care. They don't care about you. Who are you, person on Reddit? Jelly Butthole one who are you? No one cares about you. You're nothing to them. They, you're not even on their thought. They don't think about you at all. And here you are saying, writing out a very long post about how bad AMD has treated you. They don't, they don't care. They don't care. Like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're going go to a, you're gonna go to Intel? You're going to buy from Intel? Okay, buddy. You do that. Intel will be glad to have you. And that's. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Intel will be glad to have you. AMD will be glad to get rid of you. And you'll still be a salty motherfucker pissed about chips uh, and not being able to upgrade after every, I don't know, iteration. You don't need to upgrade. No one needs to upgrade now. If you're rocking a 2000 series, you don't need to upgrade the 4000 series yet. Wait. Just wait till DDR5. That's all you have to do. You'll, you'll be so much more happier in the long run. I know it'll be more expensive, but at the same time, You'll be much happier because it's DDR5. That's another thing that you're going to want after, you've, after you upgrade to 4000 series. After you upgrade to 4000 series, you're going to be pissed because you find find out that, hey, I would like to rock DDR5. And now I have to buy a new board and a new chip. Uh, fuck you. And new memory, obviously. It, it, no, just, just wait a goddamn minute. Stop. 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 It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. You can breathe. You can breathe. Just breathe. We can wait. Just wait for the next. Just wait for DDR5. Because the performance in that bad boy is going to be way more significant than the 4000 series Ryzen. Way more. Way better. New memory. It's going to rock your dick off. And then you have to buy, you know, a 3000 series uh, graphics card. Because fuck it. Why not? Uh, So a whole new system when DDR5 comes out. Let's go, boys. All right, hard switching subjects here from uh, shitty, I don't know, tech company shenanigans to I watched Harry Potter series with my fiance over the course of several weeks because we don't actually live together. Over the course of several weeks, we, we watched one movie a weekend. So it took a couple of weeks to finish it all, but we finished it all. And she is a much, much, much bigger Harry Potter fan than myself. I I like it. It's all right. It's fine. It's whatever. But she, she's all about it. She's all about it. We went to the Wizarding World in Florida, Orlando, Florida, one summer. She had a ball with it. I had fun with it. Again, she's a much bigger fan than me. And I enjoy it. (laughs) And I enjoy it. That's, that's about it. That's it. That's it. But I, I had some thoughts on the series. So the third one still remains to be my, kind of my favorite one. And that is because of the way it's shot, like the camera movements, the long takes. There's just something about it that just emphasized the world that was built in the first two. Now, the first two, I, I actually, I like the look and feel of them a lot better than any of the other ones that came out after the third one. The after the third one, something changed. Something drastically changed. They went from like these magical feeling movies to... I don't know basic budget, big budget Hollywood films. I don't know how I don't know how else to explain it. There was just a nice tone in the first and second one that made it feel like a different world. It made it feel like I wasn't like I was watching a movie, but what I was seeing on screen was not it. There was like there was a certain depth to the first two movies that didn't get addressed in the movies at all. But it just felt like they were a lot bigger. And then in the uh, the last installments. Just felt like you know basic set pieces, you know, very Hollywood, very. I mean, they were good, they were fine, they're fine movies, but you know, the first two it captured. They actually felt magical. I'll I'll say it, I'll say it. I'll be stupid. They felt magical. They felt like they had something going from them. Even okay, even another example here. Star Wars. I'll bring it up. I'll bring Star Wars and Harry Potter together. We will go at it at which is the better <laughs> series. Obviously, the way Rise of the Jedi or whatever that one was. Uh, yeah, meh, meh, meh. Okay. So <laughs> let's just look at the first three installments. The first three films: New Hope, Empire, Return of the Jedi. You watch those movies, they, they they there's something about them. They feel better to watch. They feel better. I don't know. They feel like there's an actual world there. There's some depth to it, there's layers to it. It just feels like you're watching something that could be. I don't. I know that sounds dumb, sounds stupid, but stick with me here. And then you watch Rise of Skywalker, The Last Jedi, The Force Awakens. Yes, I remembered those movies backwards. Uh, so to just watch The Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and Rise of Skywalker, I do not feel the same. <laughs> I do not feel like those movies captured what. New Hope, Empire, and Return of the Jedi captured. Now, the, you can make a case. Now, as much hate as the prequels get, their prequels did the same thing what the original trilogy did. They captured something. Now, as bad as the movies were, they captured something. There was a world that was built within the worlds, you know? Like, like even though we focused on, what was that, Naboo, Tatooine, Coruscant, Mustafar, there was still... You know, it felt big. It felt big. I don't know how to explain it. It just felt like there was so much more going on in this, in, in in the prequel series than what we got in the sequel series. So much more going on there. And we didn't get any of that, really, in the sequel series. Now, we did get some different planets. I know we got that Casito planet in Last Jedi. And then we got that temple, Maz, well, Maz's temple in, uh, what was that, Force Awakens, and then what was in Rise of Skywalker? We got some Endor, one moon, Force moon. not nah, we got some Endor moon. Know that for sure. Uh, but other than that, we didn't really get a whole... I guess we got Darth Sidious's planet. But again, like, you don't remember him. I don't even remember him. I, again, I've only seen the movie once. But we, I don't remember the names. Don't remember the names from the sequel series. And that's kind of like what I'm trying to get at here. Is that it just felt like there was set pieces and things had to happen this way, there was no real love or passion into it, I guess. There was no nothing that really felt like J.J. Abrams wanted to be there right then and now, writing it, helping write it at least, or whoever helped write. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, it just didn't feel. Now, as much criticism as Last Jedi felt, there was actually something that felt there was actually a little bit of passion into that one, though. You can actually feel like Ryan Johnson really put a lot of work and effort into it. Now, I'm not here to say that it's good or bad, but you can recognize that he at least tried to do something here that was, dare I say, different and sub... What is that? Subvervent? Whatever the fuck they called. Ah, I can't fucking say it. Uh, subvert. Yeah, subvert expectations. That's what he tried to do. It may or may not have worked out so well. I'm not here to argue about it, but... He at least tried to do something and make build the world that was sort of built before in The Force Awakens. Even though The Force Awakens didn't really build a whole lot. It just kind of used a lot of what has already happened just with new CGI and better graphics and different droids and whatnotables. But that's that's what I'm trying to say. Is that after the first two Harry Potter movies, it just felt so kind of generic after that. I don't know why... I I can look at Star Wars and I can see like there was a loss of passion and more of like we can make more money on this type of thing. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe Harry Potter, maybe Warner Brothers realized they, they found a really good cash cow and they can go ham if they do it properly. And they did. They did do it properly. I'll tell them that uh, with the next installments of the Harry Potter movies from three on like hey we can seriously make money now let's do it and they became very just generic movies looking movies feeling movies that had magical aspects to it but it just didn't feel magical I don't like maybe it's because like they just got like, like the characters got old so obviously they knew more about magic so it became easier for them and less important to show them learning but at the same time like why go to hardware like why 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 I mean we had it just it just felt like it was missing something very very much needed in the last few uh, the last films of uh the Harry Potter series it just it just didn't feel magical as lame as that sounds it just didn't feel as it should have been I like the first two they just had something going for them I don't know if it was just the way it was shot I don't know if it was the way it, the color grade, the the music was kind of the same. Obviously, John Williams did the... yeah, I believe he did the first one. I don't know about the second one, but the first one, for sure, he did. But everything else after the second one, just... I'm not saying it was bad. It just didn't capture what the first two had done. And now, is that bad? I, I don't think so. I think it's fine, obviously. I mean, they were good movies, as I said. Uh, good effects here and there. Although, some of the effects have not has well at all. That whole troll scene in the first movie oh man that did not age at all <laughs> it looks looks very very poopy it looks very poopy but yeah like the harry potter series it was good it's fine i started reading the books because why not what else am i gonna do in this uh quarantine hell what else am i'm doing in it i don't it's 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 whatever it's fine and like i need a new series or something to like because at least Harry Potter ended well. <laughs> As, uh, that's, they got that going for them. Uh, I guess it's hard to say if Star Wars ended well or bad because, I mean, yeah, the the main line, the main saga ended kind of poopy, but they're still going strong with the Mandalorian uh, Attack of the Clones. I heard was pretty lit, so... They got that. They got the music amusement park. Obviously, they'll come out with new movies eventually. Don't know when, but eventually they'll come out with new movies when they can trust each other to come out with actually decent films. And, you know, there you go. But at the same time, the saga ended so goddamn off. I am pissed about it. Uh, And then, you know, that that was supposed to be my thing. I was supposed to like that. I was supposed to like how that ended. And then I was like, you know what? Maybe Game of Thrones. I mean, no. Game of Thrones did not end the way it should have fucking ended. So many things did not end the way they should have ended. I've been disappointed too many times in my in the things I love. Uh, but Harry Potter at least ended appropriately. At least, you know, like uh, movie-wise, they ended appropriately. I, like, I didn't read the books, all the books. I read up to, I read the fourth one. After that, I kind of stopped. Uh, but, you know, I like the movies. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of things different. I know for a fact they changed a lot in the fourth one and third one even. Uh, But after that, I can't speak on it. But, you know, a lot of the book people, hardcore book people, like the movies enough. So maybe they got enough of it right. I know uh, my fiance was talking about how some things were changed and how how she wishes they had went more this way or that way or went more in depth with this. So, you know, there's always going to be that aspect when you turn a book into a movie, because a book can hold so much more, can build out the world so much more, but, what, no, leave me alone, uh, yeah, what else, what else, hmm, oh, I remember, I remember, okay, so, (laughs) for the longest time, my mixer, my beautiful, my beautiful mixer here, my Yamaha mixer, I love it to death, but I've had this problem, and that is Discord audio, mic audio, that is. So there's a feature on it, there's a voice effects feature, I can change my voice, I can make it echo, I can make a reverb, I can change the pitch, it's whatever, it's whatever, it's whatever, but there, there are, there, the volume I guess, the input volume for the effects is also the same thing that I need to use for Discord, because believe it or not, like it, this thing, as good as it is, it's kind of a pain in the ass. At the same time, you just gotta, you just gotta, you just gotta get used to it. But anyways, uh, I've been using my focus right to link to actually output the output. Oh, you know what? Fuck it, it's not working out. I cannot explain this effectively without showing it. I just realized. So we're not gonna talk about that one. <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought I had something to talk about there, but basically I fixed it and I was happy about it, and I was proud of myself because it works really well now. I can have my vocal effects be at full volume without having to sacrifice it for being in Discord audio, uh, which is really nice. Basically, well, all I needed was to use my old Focusrite uh, audio interface. I kept it for a reason. <laughs> I didn't know why, but I kept it. I'm really glad I did because right now it has been saving my ass. However, uh, using it, I learned quickly that it doesn't matter, doesn't matter because for some reason like the signal out to it to go into Discord was like really hot, like really hot, super sensitive, I barely touched the knob and turned it up and it fucking blows my ears off, like god damn it's so sensitive I didn't understand why that was, it should not have been that sensitive, so what I'm having to get was a uh, 50 decibel pad, and yeah, yeah you heard me, 50 not not 24, not not 12, not 10, not 8, a massive amount of fucking padding here had to be given to get the audio to work the way it's supposed to work. And it feels good, man. It feels good. I felt, I felt happy with myself. I was like, I can solve this problem. I can do it. For a while there, I was rocking just the uh, mic audio cord to the back of the PC. And that was even worse. That was even worse. Super, even more sensitive than what the Focusrite is. It, w- it was insane, but not even that, but the sound quality is a lot better. I don't know if it's because I was using a mic cable to adapter, uh, one eighth inch adapter. Don't know if that was it or not, but it, it sounds a lot better now. And I was happy with myself because I was like, I can figure this out. I can do this. I just need to know where the problem is for a while there. I honestly thought it was just because of the wire. I honestly thought it was a Windows thing happening here with the mic sensitivity input because it, that was a serious problem for whatever reason windows defaults this is like this microphone microphone boost to 20 decibels plus uh doesn't that 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 doesn't need that that no bad bad microsoft turn that shit off that was bad and even when i turned that off i had to lower lower the uh sensitivity down to about like 70 or something in windows even then The knobs on my mixer, I barely turn it up and it just fucking blows my ears off. I don't know what it was. I don't know why it's so unbelievably sensitive, but I finally got to work the way I've been wanting to get this to work. And it's beautiful. I, I, I don't like, and the funny part is, is that with the board, the focus, right? The cable and the pad, it would probably been just cheaper to go with the go, go XLR, Uh, nice, maybe not cheaper, but, uh, just about as expensive. That's, that's the only thing that kept me from going with the GoXLR. So I was like, oh, it's just a mixer. I'll just buy this Yamaha. It's a a little bit cheaper. It's not as fancy looking. I don't get the fancy knobs or the fancy, fancy interface on the computer, but it works the same way. And that's all I really need. Mm, I was wrong, sort of. But right now it works the way I want it to work and I'm happy about that. Uh, Yeah. That's about all I had to say about it, really. I'm happy about it. Uh, I'm ready to get out of this. Well, I wouldn't say I'm ready to get out of quarantine. I'm ready for things to open back up because I I shit you not, guys. I shit you not. I've been having a blast working from home. I, I love working from home. I feel, I don't know, freer. Even though I'm working on the same stuff I would be working on at the office, I feel freer. I feel better working from home than at the office. Like, the office, it just feels... Confined and just like like even when you're there you just kind of want to be home necessarily because I have anything better to do, but just it feels better to be here. I don't know what it is like Obviously, I think I have my theories is the fact that you know, I was in you know for, For college I worked I was in my apartment and my job was also at a university at the time and I was able to do that at home as well. So a lot of like university, like schoolwork and work work was also done in my apartment. So it just felt more natural to be in my apartment working. And then when I had to go to an office, it's just like, you gotta drive in. You're like, oh my God, the whole drive in. And you're like, oh, I don't want to go. And you're there. It's like, oh fuck, I messed up. I came to work. And then you're in your office. It's like, oh God damn it. I don't want to be here right now. But now working from home, I'm like, shit, this is a tight-ass gig. I like it. I got my coffee machine. I got my lunch here. got all my food I could ever need right here. And I can play music as loud as I want. I can just sit in my pajamas and work on videos. It's fantastic. It's, it's, it's a good deal. It's a good deal. I, I don't want it to go away. I really don't want it to go away. I really like it. I want to... I don't know. It might be possible to swing it. <laughs> it, it might be able to convince my... uh my, my, my boss to, uh, continue letting me do this because I get this feel, I just feel better. I don't know what it is. It's some type of psychological thing here going on here, but I don't know. I'm not a psychiatrist, I'm not a psychologist, don't know what it is. I know a lot of people disagree with me for, for sure. A lot of people hate working from home because they don't know how, to, they say they don't know how to turn it off from working. They don't know how to like stop working. It's like, how the fuck do you not know how to stop working? Just, just stop. No, there you go, there you go. Fixed it for you. Now, obviously, I, I don't know. My position is pretty small compared to other people's positions, but uh, still, just just stop. You'll be all right. Not doing anything is gonna do you wonders, buddy. Trust me. Uh, you don't. No one. Yeah, yeah. People get so. I, I feel like a lot of people get really into their work, really unhealthy into their work, and they nonstop work. And maybe they enjoy it. Like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. And like this thing, like the way I do things, the way I like to do things is obviously not the way someone else is going to do things. But that someone else is most of the time in charge and telling me that I, what I'm doing is wrong and who the fuck am I type of deal. So we'll see if it works. I hope it does. I really like it. My computer is badass. <laughs> I say it all the time to these, uh, to my, to my boss. I'm like, hey, the computer gave me it's okay. No disrespect towards it, but mine's better <laughs> by a long shot. I'll watch this rendering time on this computer and then, uh, I'll go home and render out the same video and drive back in and have it done before this one gets it done. That's how awesome my computer is compared to the office computer. Now obviously there's workarounds that I, that I do to make sure, you know, I'm not just exporting one video and then sitting waiting for it to stop by, uh, do my exporting when i leave the office because that's the only way i can actually do it without having to stop the whole day because a lot of people don't know about proxies just work with the proxies export the proxies then when there's no more editing then export the high high high-res version because that's it's the way to do it sort of actually the way to do it would be the uh, opposite of that export the uh high-res version as a draft, no matter what. But so that just takes up a lot of space, and that's dumb. I'm actually, change my mind. Don't do that. Don't do that at all. I cannot wait for things to open back up. Not because I want to go back to work. Office, I meant. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I miss going to the movies. I miss going to the gym. I miss doing stuff. I've been cooped up in my apartment for far too long. As much as I like saying I work, I like working from home, I definitely need to get out and do something on a weekend. I haven't had a chance to do that in a long. Long time, so hopefully I can get back to I don't know talking about movies that have, are coming out, are coming out, and you know are actually out. I don't care. Like a lot of stuff has been moved back. There are some been some movies who have been streamed, like on Disney Plus. I think Frozen Two came out early on Disney Plus. Uh, Star Wars came out early as well. A couple of movies, I believe. I've Been dropping, uh, I believe. What was that? Trolls movie world tour. Like, skipped the uh, they skipped the theatrical release altogether, just went right to streaming for like 20 bucks. And a lot of people were like, Hey, that's super fucking expensive. It's like, Hey, how much would you spend just going to the movies with your kids and wife? You fuck nut, just calm your tits. Uh, it's really not that expensive when you compare kids want popcorn, kids want that. I don't know that kid snack box or whatever, that $15 thing. So, you know what? You can spend 20 bucks to rent the movie for 48 hours or 24 hours or however long it is and watch it multiple times if you really want to and save a buttload of money. Like, believe it or not, you should be happy to spend that $20 versus the uh, $50 movie night at the movie theater. So we'll see if more movies move to the streaming services. For release I think there was one other movie I forget what it was I think Hamilton just announced Disney's Hamilton is gonna come out for streaming uh, I, I don't care about musicals so I probably will miss that one uh, I'm sure be fine movie but uh yeah uh, Black Widow got pushed back I think Warner Brothers is still is it Warner Brothers they're still banking on uh I oh, wish that Tenet by uh, Christopher Nolan to c- come out the theater release but at this point, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. Same thing with the gym. Not feeling it. Not because I don't want to go, but because I don't feel safe going. As weird and as bad as that sounds, I don't feel safe going to public places like that. Because people are stupid. People are dumb. A person is smart. People are dumb. Uh, it's just that I don't want to go down this road, but we're going down it now. We're going down it now. Uh, people... The governments we are opening up way too quickly. Let's be honest here; it's way too quick. It's way too soon. Uh, the cases now in my state the peak was at the end of April. Obviously, the cases have fallen, but they've fallen back to where we started mass testing. We 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 <laughs> we we haven't flattened shit. I mean, sure, we're not the numbers we we would have been. But at the same time, we're not at the numbers. We ought to be at we are opening up way too soon. We're going to see, I guarantee, I guarantee we're going to see a huge spike here in two weeks after this whole phase in reopening shit. I'm not phasing in shit. Maybe. Okay. And to be fair, maybe it won't be that bad. Maybe the smart persons out there will realize that, Hey, we shouldn't be doing this. We're going to keep doing what we're doing and pray for the best. And that's what I'm kind of doing now. <laughs> uh, even my even my place of business, my work, uh, we are not going back straight away. We're doing a slow phase-in process as well. They're getting ideas of uh, who can work from home. Obviously, I can work from home, so hooray. Uh, and then, you know, they'll go from there. But it's just like... It's one of those things where... I feel like we're not doing we're we're ending it too short too short too soon and it's gonna bite us in the ass in a bad way hopefully not hopefully not me I don't want anybody to get it either but still hopefully not me not because I don't think uh I don't deserve it over someone else but you know I I don't I don't want that shit I've seen it I don't want it I've seen the uh not x-rays, the other grays, I forget the name of it, some type of graph, (laughs) that they scan, MRI, there we go, there we go, I've seen the MRI scans of people who have had it, their lungs are ravaged, destroyed, and even if you survive, those are your lungs for the rest of your life, you think you're going to have a good quality of life after that, Uh, you won't, and I think that's the, I think that's kind of the problem right now. Is even though there is like, we're, we're so very connected on social media, there's a very strong disconnect with this virus. I don't see any photos of it here, at least. I don't see like the, the people, maybe, maybe there isn't, that's the thing. But right now the people who are surviving, they, they have a nice little story. They get cheered out of the hospital and then they're gone or they really hear from a whole lot. I want to know, and there's no way to know right now, but obviously five years time, how are they doing? The people who had it really bad, how are they doing? They're not talking about that 103 year old woman that survived. Let's face it, RIP right now. Uh, (laughs) Oh shit. (laughs) So I want to figure out the people who had it really bad in their 40s or 50s and in five years time to see what their outcome was, how they're doing, how they're feeling, what, what is their health like now after having it so bad just to see if, you know, if it really is just, you know, just the flu, which is obviously not just the flu, but yeah, I, I, I would really be interested in that. I'd really be interested to see that because I think people, they don't see the the conclusion. So they make their own conclusion They're like, I'll beat it. It's just the flu. It's just a bad cold. It's whatever. And they continue on doing what they're doing, even though they shouldn't, because it goes against, you know, the rules right now. And, uh, yeah, it, it, I feel like if they showed more of like the end result, it'd be worse off. They, or more people would be more willing to accept the fact that we should be closed longer and whatnot. And I don't want to hear about the fucking economy. (laughs) God damn, people are talking about bringing back the economy. It's like that fragile, fickle fuck. Are you kidding me right now? That thing came apart with one corona boy. The, the, the thing, that thing, that economy we're so very proud of, came apart in one week. No, that we, why would you want that back? That is a terrible economy. That is not a strong economy. That is a, that is a brittle, fragile economy that can break so easily. And people want that back. And it's not going to come back. It won't come back for a while. It's not going to bounce back as this phase thing happens. It's, it's just not going to happen. Uh, and on that note, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, end this little podcast episode. Thank you all so much for listening in on it. Uh, I, I promised. I'd, I, I swear. I, I tell myself, don't talk about the Corona. Don't talk about it, but it's hard not to talk about it. It's everywhere. I look, it's on my Twitter feed. It's on my, uh, Facebook feed. It's on YouTube. It's everywhere. I can't get away from it. So I'm going to talk about it because it's on my mind. I need to talk about it. Don't have anyone else to talk about it, obviously. That's why I'm in my apartment in the dark talking to myself through a microphone this is a podcast <laughs> what else did you expect but anyways thank you again everyone for listening you can catch me live right now at twitch.tv slash deadly check me out we are playing the division 2 the game is slapping for me right now it's great I love it a lot of great people who play the game as well a lot of great people who I've met and play with frequently actually so come check me out uh, thank you all again for the third time for listening and I will uh I don't know. You'll hear me all in the next one. See ya.